0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode to A Little More Good. Thanks for tuning into the show. I'm Dean, and with me as always... What's up, everybody? I'm Zach. Yo, yo, yo. We're very, very excited to drop today's episode. We have uh, we have someone on the podcast today that we've really admired um, for quite some time, uh, learning about him through different podcasts, reading some of his books, following his podcast, and really being inspired by the way... Uh, he leads his life and how he um, helps other people raise up to like their new level of health and wellness and their fullest potential by
1: embracing things and by avoiding things that we might call fatal conveniences. Yes, dare I say that Darren Ullian is one of our heroes. He's a pillar in the health and wellness community, really in the community of, of sharing goodness in a way that we can live a more embodied full life. He's, he's exploring ways to live fully, and he shares that with everybody through his podcast, The Darren O'Lean Show. He's got his book, Super Life, The Five Simple Fixes That Will Make You Healthy, Fit, and Eternally Awesome, and his new book, Fatal Conveniences, The Toxic Products and Harmful Habits That Are Making You Sick and The Simple Changes That Will Save Your Health. The fatal conveniences on his podcast are one of my favorite segments. They're small changes that have profound impacts on not only your life, but the world that we inhabit. And there are things that, I mean, the name says it all, fatal conveniences. There are things that we take for granted, that we are habitually part of our day-to-day life, that we don't necessarily realize are are damaging in such major ways.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's the classic thing, right? Like you think of the the little convenience store on the corner and, you know, it's convenient, but there's often not a lot of like good substance in there. You're not going to go there to do a grocery shop for a big dinner with all of your friends. Like you you kind of grab something on the go in a pinch. It's convenient, but it's not good for you and and these are the ways that I think that Darren is really highlighting how our modern society has adopted convenience as a way of life and how it's really making us sick, you know, and certainly not optimizing our health in the way that we could and should. And so I I love Darren for the way that he kind of, you know, waves, waves a flag to say, Hey, like there's a better, there's a better way to be. There's a better way to live and, and makes it uh, accessible and approachable. And he's just this like kind of cool, fun, loving guy that shares stories and has great guests on his podcast and is is all about raising humanity's collective vibration and so just deeply appreciate everything that darren darren does some people might know him from the netflix show down to earth with zach efron uh just grateful for both those guys and what they're doing through those platforms so yeah excited for this conversation excited for you to hear it we dive into lots of stuff. Uh, we talk about Darren, uh, his life. Many people know him initially as like a superfood hunter. So we touched on some of the, the cool stories that he uh, that he has, experiences he's had along the path of finding superfoods. We talk about hydration and his water practices. Zach and I are both deep into the well on, on water and the best practices for hydration inspired by Darren. So we wanted to hear from him. And what else? Where else do we go, Zach, in this conversation?
1: We get into plant-based foods, plant-based lifestyle, water, as you mentioned, soil, sun, movement, mindfulness, daily rituals, spiritual practice. Uh, You know, Dean always brings the spirituality into the conversations. And uh, I will say that uh, Darren brings the heat in sharing his own you know, spiritual practice and and uh, outlook on the world. I was so moved and deeply inspired by his words and and truthfully, his actions. Mm-hmm. Like he he walks the talk. You know, puts his puts his money, puts his his path, and on practices what he preaches. He's yeah. he's truly doing so much good for this planet. So it was such an exciting conversation to be able to connect to to one of our heroes and a hero for many.
0: Yeah. So we know you are gonna love it. If you don't already, make sure you follow Darren uh, on social media, Darren Aline on Instagram. Uh, check out his podcast; he's he's a great source of uh, inspiration, and wisdom, and yeah, just uh, just someone you want to be you want to be in the orbit of. So uh, we can't wait to share this episode. But before we do, a word from this week's sponsor.
1: This week's podcast was brought to you by Athletic Greens. Dean, how do you start your mornings?
0: Always, always, always with gratitude and a bottle of athletic greens. It's like my first my first ritual of the day, you know, come downstairs and fill up the bottle with water, drop in my scoop of AG1, give it a shake and drink it. It's like the first practice of the day. And, and as I'm drinking it, I'm just being grateful for, you know, simple things just the the place where i live the friendships that i have the access to clean water and healthy you know nutritious foods and these amazing products like AG1 that can help sustain me and make me feel my best throughout the day and so as i'm you know enjoying this this drink that is good for me i'm also filling myself with gratitude and it is like it's been just such a great little micro habit little ritual that i do to start every day and it really starts the day off just on
1: such a good note. I love it. Yes, morning rituals are the pillars of a good day. ag One's packed with vitamins and minerals, pre- and probiotics, phytonutrient blends, digestive support, immunity support, metabolism, energy, and stress support. It's really everything you need in one hydrating cup of goodness. Um, if you would like to start your own AG1 daily ritual, go to www athleticgreens.com slash more good and by using our uh, link there Athletic Greens will hook you up with a year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs so once again that is athleticgreens.com slash more good
0: yeah so visit that get yourself some AG1 take ownership over your health by picking up that ultimate daily nutritional insurance and also I think we should start like a little a little hashtag, you know, like with the a little more good, we love the wake and shake, right? Wake and shake, baby. Like if you're someone who's waking and shaking, like take a little video of that and tag us in it. Just like throw it on your story and tag us wake and shake and tag Athletic Greens and just uh, share the love. Kind of create a little community of people doing something good, a little more good for themselves each day by partnering with uh, Athletic Greens, waking and shaking with the AG1.
1: There you go. And a quick word, uh, not a podcast sponsor, but I just wanted to give a shout-out to Baruka's Super Nuts of the Savannah. This is one of Darren O'Lean's businesses. Uh, It's the healthiest nut in the world. It's uh, it's really incredible. It's got uh, 25% fewer fat calories than other nuts, loaded with magnesium and other health-boosting minerals, Uh, 6 grams of essential aminos, high source of protein, um over three times higher than most other uh most popular nuts, almonds, peanuts, kind of the go-to ones, and antioxidant power. And it's got higher fiber than any other nut that you'll find at the grocery store. So it's this like incredible superfood, delicious, kind of it's kind of a hybrid of a peanut and a chickpea. It's so, so delicious. I throw it in my smoothie bowls, in my granola, in my cereal. Um and the practices and and how it's harvested, you can't actually harvest bruca nuts until it's it's fully ripe. It falls from the tree, and then it's ready to be consumed. So, um, it's literally saving the the savanna of of, of uh, Brazil. So it's a great product not only for your bodies but uh, for the earth. So check out Barucas.com dot com to uh, check out Darren Olean's uh, one of his his many businesses. Yeah. All right, on to this week's episode. Rest. All right, welcome back to A Little More Good. We are beyond excited, beyond grateful for this week's episode. We're sitting down with one of our role models, one of the pillars in this community of, of wellness that uh, we partake in, um, just somebody that uh, lives an embodied life that we admire in so many ways. Uh, welcome to the pod, Darren Oline.
2: Hey, thanks, Gene and Zach. It's uh, awesome to be here with you guys.
0: Yeah, man. Really, really good to connect with you. As, as Zach had kind of mentioned there, we've been, um, I mean, fans of your work is one word, but also people who have really like leaned into um, the information that you share and uh, the, the lifestyle that you lead is one of inspiration And it's one that really has like moved the needle for us as individuals uh, on the pursuit of just like health and longevity and wanting to share uh, the message of living well and feeling well, uh, both for our our own selves, um, the people that we love and care about, and of course, ultimately like the planet that we belong to and are part of. And so we've just, uh, ever since we, you know, first came across your work and then Followed followed the pod, reading your books. Um, we just are always inspired by by the content you create and the meaningful work you do. So, yeah, we're just grateful to catch up with you and shoot a few of the questions that have kind of dominated our thoughts as we followed your work and and get to hear from you uh, in person. So, yeah, it's really really uh, looking forward to this this time ahead.
2: Oh, well, right on. I mean, it brings up a question, uh, not a question, but a, a word for me. Like just receiving that, right? Receiving what you guys are saying, and that is. For me, I think it's um, I think that's the true one of the true definitions of wealth, right? Just the the, the reciprocal nature that you are now providing me by putting things out <clears throat> you don't often sometimes know, right? Yeah, you get glimpses of it and you get some stuff, but to be able to sit down with people Who've embodied and tried on and worked into their lives to whatever degree. <clears throat> it's irrelevant. It's just your life and what is working for you. I think that's the. It's my way in the even in this moment to receive what you're saying, to feel um, the power in that, uh, and the responsibility hmm. that I. Th- I think the world. not to go too far but the world seems to lack some of that Mm. um and just spewing out stuff without the thought without the integrity um and the alignment um for some whatever reasons right so So thank you, it's my long way of saying thank you.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) And it's like, it's the why, right? It's the why behind anything that makes it valuable. I mean, you can be looking for clout, you can be looking for followers and fame and money. And I mean, a lot of people are doing that and they're quote unquote successful in that. But when it boils down to it, kind of like at the end of the day, the why behind it is for me, um, for us, I would say is really what is the attraction because you can see that there's, there's a depth there and, and the why is, is so pure and is motivated from a place of, of, kind of raising, raising the bar, elevating humanity. And that's what we're all about here in our lives doing this podcast. So yeah, we, we appreciate it for sure. And I mean, that's, I guess what we'll, we'll dive into is like the why behind the work that you do. And then of course, some of the how and, and
1: tips and all, all the takeaways for people here that are listening today. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we thought we'd we'd started off with a little backpacking story. So we love, um, you know, when you travel and you get around uh, with a bunch of uh, strangers at a hostel or at a cafe, and you just kind of share travel stories. And those travel stories, similar to what you just said, can have these invisible ripples of this influence that, um, you know, the storyteller might not know the influence that they've put out to the world by just sharing these stories. So, you know, we shared pre-pod that our business, the juice truck. Um, you know, we found our influence when we went um, hiking through the Himalayas and discovered for ourselves for the first time the seabuckthorn berry and the juice, and that kind of set us on a path um, that led to the juice truck. So we were curious uh, if you could share, you know, your experience with your first backpacking trip that lit your your fire for travel and for superfoods that catalyst catalyst and. And maybe kind of just take us through that experience through through your senses, through what you saw, what you ate, what you smelt, what you felt, and how that kind of set the course for for who you are um, and what you are and, wh- and why you do the things that you do do now, from those kind of origins of, of backpacking and curiosity. <clears throat>
2: That's a great question. How long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> How long do you have?
1: That's uh, that's uh, we're here we're here all day for you, Darren.
2: Yeah, you're 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 pulling me all the way back to um, you know the genesis was <clears throat> you know I you know coming out of school and and having you know mentors mentor me deliver you know printed out papers of of botanical research that were leading to health before the internet, <clears throat> and then also people telling me stuff that I'm like, this is the future. And I was like, really? I'm like, I'm just trying to do other stuff. Um, and then it was, and then learning, right. And learning from all of these kind of not expected paths and people. <clears throat> and then it was really the catalyst was in 2004, my so I've been playing around, right? So I'm playing around with botanicals. I'm researching, I'm actually formulating. I'm 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 inspired by that. I'm giving stuff away because one of the greatest things I think is like giving food and and health, the potential of health to people and do it in a way that they actually experience joy from it rather than some bitter tannin or some sour Uh, unpalatable uh, you know botanical right so so it really happened when my father passed away in 2004 uh, it just really was like okay stop just playing around this was like the man in me since the man left as a my, my, my figure of the man left the planet the man in me kind of stepped into that role i've never really said it that way but that's what happened hmm. and um and so <clears throat> all this playing around and and looking at my early ones were looking at kind of the marvels of Maka and this and i didn't really know at the time and Yakone. um because you know you're looking at alternative sweeteners every you know everyone's looking at alternative sweeteners that are healthy and everything else and this maca and um and there are a few other things that i just kind of like okay fine I, i now know about them but if i'm really now that my dad left and i am gonna now draw a line in the sand where i'm gonna make a business and I don't know exactly where it's going to go, but I'm going to do something with these botanicals and I'm probably going to formulate something with these things. So I said, with the money, some of the small amount of money that I got from my father because it was distributed throughout, not that he was rich, he was just a regular guy. I took that money and I I, I jumped on a plane. Um, I grabbed, I hired a guy, Miguel Beruman, By by the way still works for me, and is manning the ship in Brazil uh, for Barucas. The heart and the soul that kid has is like, I trust him as close to myself. Um, And so he's one of the big pillars of of why Barucas is so successful from Brazilian side. Um, I hired him, and then I went to the Amazon. And I was like, I got to know what, how, where this market is, how do they use it? How do we preserve? Because the frustration for me was always seeing on the back of a package or a pill or a box and then people professing all of these marketing claims and know full well knowing and through testing that that wasn't true anymore. That that botanical was neutered; it was gone, and and then there was all these left turns that formulators would make, and, and 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 things that weren't good for people were still in the formula. So all of that led me to sitting my ass in the middle of the Amazon and the Andes, and so cut that to that story of sitting there. Um, firstly, going to the first Amazonian kind of markets, right? And 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 you know, you're blasted with smells and tastes and and you know, a, a a pharmacy of botanicals that that feels like it's a not only a new language but a completely new cornucopia of things you've ne- that you can't possibly understand, right? And so you just immediately get reduced to, I know nothing yeah. immediately. I know nothing of what's going on right here. And I'm still going to find out about this Maka stuff. I'm still going to find out about this Sasha Inchi stuff. I'm still going to find out about the econ that started me there, but what is this and what is this? And let's just buy a bunch of these things How do we use it? How do we taste it? Um, You know, we uh, ate Camu Camu for the first time. And I'm thinking this kind of astringent, you know, maybe a slightly higher than an orange or something. And I ate that thing and I couldn't, you can't eat it. (laughs) Because it's so full of vitamin C that you're like, we got, you know, they look like cherries. And you're like, oh my God, we're going to have this this amazing Amazonian fruit dinner and, um, you know, maybe cherimoya was like this incredible kind of, you know, uh, yogurt in a fruit that was uh, definitely a win, but most of the stuff was kind of not palatable. And so um, anyway, that was its own experience, and then that was like making notes of what those other things were, and we need to find out. And at the same time, um, sitting so cut to many hours of travel and, and just bouncy roads and all day this and that, you end up on a farm in the Andes at like 2000 meters and with a guy who dedicated you know his life to growing yakon for example and then you're like wow and then i happen to be there with the top scientist and so you're like now so now i'm getting a download from a, not only a farmer's perspective who's the expert now the expert who's the science expert so i show up to a phd program in understanding this botanical right (laughs) just you know so the synchronicities um and so all of that to say that that's its own i could talk a, a lot about how incredible that prebiotic and that incredible sweetener is from the sunflower family but then also, the other extraordinary one was at fourteen thousand feet in a completely other area in Wanin, Peru, where it's the home of maca, and with a little farmer, and I still see her face, and I still know her name, Dina. Um, she seemed like three feet tall. <laughs> right and sitting down and and literally fermented maca drinks we would drink wow. and like she would play and be there and she'd proudly open up the certificate of, or, of organic that they you know and listen there's nothing else there you're mm-hmm. at elevation and there's nothing growing but a few little some grass and then these little you know sprouts of underneath uh, or on top of the ground, but underneath this bulb of maca and the smell of fresh maca is to this day, my mouth waters. Mm. Right? But it's also in the radish family. So if you eat it, it's like it's got this punch, right? Um. So sitting with her and then talking about farming practices and then out of left field. She goes into so we go into this field and literally out of left field, we go into this field. <laughs> We're in this field and some, um, a, a fungus had started. So she, she not only does her trying to, trying to balance the ecosystem with, I think she was using some calcium derivatives or whatever, but she, then she, there was this old Incan stove in the middle of nowhere In the field and she just goes right into a ceremony wow and i was just like and i then i asked her after i said what were you doing she goes i was communicating to the energies of the field and the energies of the maca to to you know extinguish the the fungus wow you know so you know it's like so anyway it's millions of stories like that but that but that that was kind of the origin that then got so deep inside me because it was about the people it was about the land it was about the botana botanicals become the muse you know i've i've since said the superfood is the super of everything as long as we acknowledge everything as long as we're making sure that the people are getting fair wages you know more than fair right Uh, that the that the land is there the betterment of the land similar to what we found out through third-party testing and barucas like literally us being in business is better for the entire environment yeah so these kinds of things just got in me and so then you're coming with that going how do i create a product out of it how do I create it and the whole story is then I I got hired by Beachbody and then and then you're trying to hold this I was trying to hold this 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 um this sensibility of how we do this and then I remember the resistance of passing my relationships over to you know a big company but of course I work with the company and so so it wasn't but it was like my my allegiance was with the people, mm-hmm. it was with the the land, of preserving the botanicals and pre- preserving the relationships. And I would tell them if they don't treat you the way you need to, you come to me. Mm, yeah, and that was the that was the first, you know, starting to pass. And and then of course places like Beachbody, which they did, they they took on. The 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 to the the best of, of their ability to expand, they took on that ability to to help um, and work in those ways.
0: Yeah, because you obviously had the experience of seeing these plants and these foods as not just a finished product on a shelf somewhere or in some online cart that you can click and order, and a day later it shows up at your door. You had the experience, the holistic experience of like. The connection to the earth, the people who are responsible for it, the conditions that it grows in, and it, it infinitely expands beyond a product that you can take. as like a supplement to your health. It's connection to the whole system. And when you see it like that, it impacts you, obviously, and you want to protect that and honor that. And not all supplement co- companies or producers, or maybe we could say extractors, are uh, have that same lens or filter of like care. That, that you have brought to it, which I think is huge and reflects, you know, I think your lifestyle of some of the core pillars of how you live, like what you put in is what you get out of life, what you put into your body is what you'll get out of your body. And so keeping everything like that, you know, like a higher positivity, a higher vibration is, is key.
2: hundred percent because you're going to pay the, you're going to pay the debt eventually. Yeah. You know, it, it could be on a, you know, it, it could be on that soul level of like, if you knowingly are hurt, like, listen, there's a lot of naive, there's a lot of naive business owners out there. There's a lot of naive, they don't, they are, you know, how many par- products that I know are copying us or things that we put in formulas that are now people, you know, and, and I know where they're getting their stuff from. I know, and I, and I know that they don't know. But if you don't look, you don't know. Yeah. And so there is a lot of naivete that they it checks all the boxes, it gets the quote unquote the the, the normal kind of testing, um, these kind of things. And um, but there's also knowingly doing it, right? And, and and that's the problem. And and you know, the the unfortunately the god that is worshipped the most is prophet. But but we know that even this is a little outside of this box, but it fits. I think in that that if you do the right thing and invest in the right in the right ways, that it's infinitely more profitable because it it is honoring all of it. And, you know, drawdown and what the work uh, Paul Hawken did proves yeah. that upside down and sideways. But you have to get people to stop. What they're doing and starting to invest. Yeah, you got to let go a little bit of this acute addiction you have to just keep going or get a squeezing a little more profit. When in fact, if you stop and then improve upon that foundation, improve upon those pillars, improve upon all of these things that you've neglected, then that foundation will. Infinitely pay you more than you can possibly imagine in more ways than you can possibly even perceive. Yeah, and and the bottom line.
1: Well, th- this is something I actually learned from from one of your podcast episodes. You were talking about um, sustainable. How we don't want to sustain the current system. We want to regenerate. Um, so that can be how we our relationship to land, to water, to food, but also, you know, you mentioned capitalism, there can be regenerative capitalism where we're, we're supporting communities and people. And it's not this kind of selfish uh, hoarding of, of assets and, and materials. Um, but on that, on that note, you mentioned your the, the idea of pillars and that's something we, um, we get so much from what you share, these pillars of, of, a lifestyle that um, you know we aspire to to live in our own way, and the pillars that um, we kind of see from yourself um, that we practice on our own: plant based, a plant based lifestyle, um, a relationship with water, to soil, to sun, to movement and mindfulness. Um, you don't have to touch on all of those, but could you kind of share the pillars, the rituals that you have in your life? To live holistically and well in a way that's regenerative for yourself, but also for the land and the community that you live in.
2: Another great question, a, a big one. Um, <laughs> Thanks, trying trying to good, throw all the regenerative
1: good, punches in our time we have together. You know,
2: good good on you. <laughs> um, no, they're rich. I mean, they're rich questions, and um, <clears throat> you know, I, I, you know. You know, who are who and how are you informed?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? And 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 for me, I was just innocently naive and and was curious. And that wound me up in the middle of places that I couldn't possibly imagine, which then informed me differently. So think about that for a second. If you're not open and if you're not curious this is kind of as good as it gets and in, and in fact i would argue it's going to get worse because now you are perpetuating a a sameness when it doesn't exist that's the lie none of it exists as same right we think it does we pretend it does and we also our egos want to control everything. So I guess my first answer to that is we, we have to continue to stretch our foundation of what we think we know and, and also get <clears throat> radically honest with ourselves in terms of what do we believe? Does this line up with my life? Who am I? Uh, who, What kind of people am I hanging out with? Is this the narrative that I believe in? Or am I just regurgitating a narrative of, you know, I believe, you know, the carnivore diet people. Like, okay. Um, why? Because they've got some abs and they're good at speaking. Doesn't make it true. You know, it's like, so... Anyway, it's a silly example, but but <clears throat> we have to investigate this thing. So I I say that because if I'm if I wasn't informed in the way that I've been informed and if I don't continue to inform myself with alter let me just say it this way, with alternative information then I'm then that's it. So, so if I'm informing myself differently, then I'm open to like, isn't water a little more than just H2O? H3O2. What? Mm. Dr. Gerald Pollack, uh, Dr. Lee Lorenzen, Nobel Prize winner, Dr. Luke Montier. Like, dive into water, investigate the the attributes of this almost this quantum celestial entity and 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 look at it and look to see what it is like they they believe now that the amount of information in a room full of data centers they can fit in a droplet of water <laughs> right and, and and I also know this is a fun interesting thing the world doesn't know about this at all but I know it exists I've seen it Work with it from an energy perspective. We now, and I say we because I'm part of this alternative energy tech company with my good buddy Chris Patton. I've had on the podcast a couple times. He's been able to take ambient humidity H2O in the air, and through frequencies and an air vortation crack from a quantum perspective, crack the H2 into H11, and then it quickly wants to snap back, and that creates energy. So he has created a clean, white flame from air. Wow. Right, It exists. It's real. And so I'm going back to... So and he says, when you when you have hydrogen, not only does it want to stabilize as if number one on the periodic table it wants yeah. to stabilize itself and quickly, well, that's why it stabilized great with another hydrogen atom, but it receives a huge amount of energy, and we didn't know that. It's like a, it's just the type of physics that is just crazy, but. That's the thing. So that's just a tiny example. What you think you know can be one of the, 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 the biggest challenges in your life. So ask yourself things like what if everything? What if everything? For, let me just play a little bit with the audience. Try on right now. Just try it on. And contemplate a couple things in your life. What if everything is the opposite of what it appears to be? What if? How much would that open your life? Just contemplating that in one area, right? What if everything is the opposite of what it appears to be? I mean, you could easily make that argument with mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Like they talk out of both sides of their mouth. Like He's like, look at that. And so, so that informs me every day that idea that I have to stay open. And of course, I too, like anyone else, get crushed in this. You want to create safety. You want to have a sense of the world. That's what the brain's trying to do. It's trying to make sense of the world. So you have to conclude something, but we have to constantly put ourselves in this place of curiosity so we could go, like, okay, well, you know, from my perspective, I think we should eat plants. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me to, to, ha- to kill something, a sentient being. I see it as a bioaccumulator of what was once plants. Mm. So why don't I spend 20 years? Looking around the world for the concentration in plants of incredible constituents and compounds. So, why don't I cut out the middleman of death and killing and just go to the source? Mm-hmm. So, that's my, you know, that, that's how I look at it. Um, well, yeah. Anyway, that, that, that's a little glimpse as to how I am informed.
0: Yeah, that's so great. I think one of the values that Zach and I both have too is just like leading with curiosity and letting that be kind of the the guide through life and, and, and wondering like, what what if this thing that we've taken for granted all along, for example, like sticking with water, what if this holds so much more than just hydration when you're thirsty. And I mean, I, I know you've talked about this uh, in Super in super Life, like your book, you have a whole chapter on on drinking water and hydration and kind of reframing it from you're thirsty and you drink to being like, no, 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 we, we don't even understand dehydration. And most people will be like, yeah, you do. You're parched in the desert and you're thirsty. That's dehydration. But we don't understand it on like a cellular level and how important that is for us to to drink to hydrate our cells and our mitochondria. And yeah. so when we start to live with curiosity and see the possibility baked into something as simple as, as our everyday glass of water that can open you up to have a beginner's mind in this one aspect of life that will then spill over into all aspects of your life for example looking at food why why do i want to get nutrients from this when i can cut the middleman and and not actually kind of keep them alive and get the get the nutrients from these plants around us um i mean i think there's so many things there's so many directions we could go in terms of that but like taking maybe just one pause on on water like what are some of the things that have like surprise you or that you've learned that you you would like to to share with uh, with our guest today about like the significance of importance of water whether it's from a hydration standpoint for ourselves or some of the things the more like um quote-unquote woo-woo elements of how it can hold memory and become structured where would you yeah. take us on a water journey darren yeah yeah
2: yeah well i think the um the the, the thing that people always want to know is because you know similar to like i I literally dove into it more in my Fatal Convenience book about how important it is to to um, filter tap water because we we now have endocrine disruptors, we have uh, forever chemicals, we have uh, uh, pesticides and herbicides. We've got all this stuff in tap water that that and and many more. So we have to filter. So the the least Thing the the least amount of things that people should do is filter their water. How should they do that? I've talked to ex- extensively about this is reverse osmosis or distillation. So now the argument is like, okay, now you've you've stripped everything out, and it's essentially you can make the argument that it's dead water. Well, it was dead water full of chemicals as it was created, right? So water needs to move, always needs to move, because we know stagnant water is a really bad problem, period. That's why pools and things like any, go to a stagnant pool and you'll see what's going on. So again, nature will tell us what's going on. And so the thing that I will say just for everyone, because everyone always asks, clean your water, RO water, distillation, and then remineralize it. You must do that. And then not just any mineral, because everyone's selling all kinds of things. Um, just you know, unrefined salt is great. You can use um, she legit. It's just you know, it's not a great taste. There's a blk company. There's all kinds of stuff. But what we're really talking about is is the size of those electrolytes that are matching the size that can bring in create the osmotic. Um, whole, into the cell, right? Um, I could change, I could add sodium bicarbonate and take calcium citrate and I could change water and I could make it alkaline. I could do all kinds of stuff. I could sell it to people saying this is the greatest thing. But the, again, those molecules are not on a cellular size that's going to be uh, possible for water to efficiently, we have backup systems so the body will... Take play- take electrolytes from other areas and do everything it can to keep moving forward, but that I will say that so just to summarize because I know people always ask in the last few r o water distillation, unrefined crystal salt, add a pinch to your glass that's what you should drink, and then of course, there's all you know again, this is Pandora's box, but water again let's step back and go look at nature flowing clean water is the best form of hydration but we just can't find a lot of clean truly clean water anymore and there's a great i think it still exists like find a spring.com or.org or whatever go for it but if someone's also not testing that, that doesn't necessarily mean you go to far off places in the Pacific Ocean, and guess what? Birds are eating plastic there too. So so let's just be, be cool with understanding that, you know, our modern world has affected almost every square inch of this planet. So, um, so you can certainly so looking at that nature going how can i mimic that energizing aspect of water well you can spin it right and i have a vortexer that i worked with um this norwe uh i think he was norwegian or um uh yeah i think he was he, he was nordic and he was this nordic scientist and he's got this um fibonacci um curves so that the water is constantly a molecular over spinning but then we also have a spinner so for me like people won't most people aren't gonna go I need to do that but I always do it I always activate my water again but also what kind of container are you putting it in even if people don't believe this I do and I feel that uh the the certainly have spent days and days and days with some top scientists. I think some of the cr- coolest scientists in the world are water scientists um, because they're dealing with this, again, um, this this entity that seems to react like quantum reacts. So when you, you, we know now that through quantum mechanics that you can, when you observing these fractals and these Quartz Quartz or whatever they What are they called? Um, I forget the term But when you observe them they change Right? So similar to water And Dr. Emoto you can dispute Dr. Emoto you can do all that stuff But I promise you that Many scientists After him have proven all kinds Of different um, uh, Influences Certainly frequency uh, Influences water without a doubt If you don't think frequency influences biology or our existence, seventh or eighth grade science class, if any of you have had a do you can look this up right now on YouTube. Put a sheet of metal down, put um, a frequency generator clip on it, and put sand down. And if that guy flips on certain frequencies... That sand in front of your face changes the geographical and the geometric shape and will go into perfect synergy. Those are frequencies. Those are unseen frequencies. We can hear most of them. So if it's organizing sand, what do you think it's doing to the water? Mm-hmm. So so we can argue all you want. You don't think you're an energy frequency generator. Why do you, the hell do you think when your heart stops they use paddles a frequency that's what we are man yeah. right and there's a zillion examples ekg we're reading frequency <laughs> like it's it's everything and every and we're mostly water so so the last thing i will say on, on that because it's obviously we can go down many aspects but the the type of container and so you guys before the show you showed blue blue bottles and it shows that yeah. So you can, even if you don't believe that words or shapes will influence your water, um, certainly if you have in a plastic jug, you're chelating uh, en- endocrine disrupting phthalates into your water. So you don't see those either, but that's a true thing. Uh, if you're putting in glass bottles with uh, a beneficial word, it's, Let's just say if you don't believe it, it it's still good for you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. It do- doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you believe it. And you can even take it bo- by you looking at the bottle. That's a small little opportunity for prayer and gratitude. Mm-hmm. And we already know physiologically when you shift into that gratitude or shift into that joy, you're infinitely more receptive and you're. Your cortisol lowers your parasympathetic, so so it's like there's no downside. Especially, you know, have a great blue bottle. Love, I love their their, their company. I get nothing for promoting them; they love me for that. And um, <laughs> it's it's a good way to stay away from plastic. It's a good way to create your own water, to clean your own water. To participate in your own health,
0: yeah. My, uh, my, my youngest daughter, she's six, and uh, we're we're in the winter months here up in Vancouver, BC, and so it's a lot of gray and rain. And we had uh, a few weeks back, we had just a beautiful sunny weekend, and so I had my my blue bottle out in the sunlight in the morning, and she's like, "Daddy, what are you doing?" I was like, "I'm just letting my 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 water, you know, get some sunlight because we we love the sunlight, right?" And then uh, she had her little like metal water bottle, and so she took a drink of hers, and then she's like can I try some of yours so yeah so I flipped open the thing and she took a drink and she's like wow yours is way better (laughs) right and even if it's like you just anecdotally because it was blue or whatever but just I like smiled so big being like it is you know like because it's just whether you know it or not it is
1: better for you I love how you said that yeah so
2: so your daughter you can just say hey you get to drink a little sunshine today that's That's right right. yeah Yeah.
1: supplement with sun Uh, um it Water specifically you know before before that we learned about the possibility of water through listening to you, Darren and Dean and I were so focused on plant based nutrition and and movement. those were kind of our two pillars and in introducing water, it actually opened such a big door of possibility into uh, soil and sun and just connection to earth and uh, curiosities for you know quantum physics and energy. So it was such a such a, a a door of so many other ways of living just by being open to curiosity, being open to possibility. And and I think we're so much the better for it. Um, and talking about water, you mentioned the plastic jugs and the plastic bottles that the majority of of Canadians and Americans, you know, they go to the convenience store and. They get that bottled water to be hydrated. Uh, one of the um, features of your podcast that we love so much is those. I mentioned the convenience store, those fatal conveniences. Um, it just they all blow my mind, and you know they they can seem daunting, but I listen to those episodes with with a smile on my face because I'm I'm so excited to to learn how I can you know take that turn right instead of left and what's what what I can do m- to make a slight shift in how I live my life to have a better connection to to myself and the planet. So I know you've got a book coming out on these fatal conveniences. Can you kind of touch on a couple of the the fatal conveniences that kind of blew your mind the most or that when you share these these kind of awarenesses that maybe blow your friends' minds the most, like a couple, one or two that you'd like to share just to kind of give a snippet of, of what people can expect, um, when they, you know, when they get your book or if they dive deeper into your podcast.
2: Yeah. I mean, the origin of fatal conveniences was really my father who had chemical sensitivities, uh, and, uh, in order to be around him, he, you couldn't have deodorants on shampoos, um, Fresh shirts, which had all kinds of formaldehydes and everything else, and plasticizers also in shirts too. So in the nineties, my father was the first person we thought he was. We literally thought he was crazy and making this stuff up. And and so I was starting to detox from that. So the fatal conveniences is really the first part of it. Was like, why are things? If my dad is sensitive, which he was, um this this is also affecting me on some level and so that that was the start of this so it's a fatal convenience lens is 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 not ex not expecting everything that you can buy and use in your life to think that it's actually good for you perfect example is is this this bloody thing the cell phone right um uh, a, a, a researcher actually gave me this 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 fatal convenience terminology is the na- his name is dr mostin hurmanish and he was and he was like the cell phone's a fatal convenience and this was 20 years ago and he was like the research around what it's altering in your RNA and DNA because he was like that's electrical your RNA your 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 DNA is sending out your RNA to to, to deliver instruction uh, to proteins, and that's all electrical. And why do you think these these amyloid plaques and um, these uh, Schumann um, uh, tumors are showing up? This is all over the research. I mean, it's clear that they don't want this out, right? But it's all over the research that putting this thing up to your head is altering this electrical very minute um electrical conduction so the cell phone and the emf is a big chapter in the book personal care items uh food industries uh each uh, each chapter is kind of it should be its own book it they're so large at but the but it's really based in this invisible world that, you know, as a, you know, I think of moms all the time. I think with anyone with children, if you're reaching for a product, you, 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 we really want those products to be safe. We really do. The truth is they're not. And these regular, the, the shocking part about is these quote unquote regulatory bodies that are supposed to have our back. The FCC is supposed to have our back with electromagnetic fields but they don't because it's 20 years in the rears of the research and you're like wait a minute you your 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 safety standards are based on thermal heat so this you're not taking into account the frequencies and the electromagnetic fields and the the these magnetic forces and these frequency forces you're not taking you're saying well the cell phone's not burning you. You're like going, what? But then if you look in the research, you see it's causing a few main things. It's increasing reactive oxygen species. So it's damaging, creating free radicals in the body. It's lowering the immune response. And it's endocrine disrupting. The cell phone, the frequencies, the Bluetooths. Show up all the time in all of those things. Plus, then you go to the chemicals. So I go into personal care items. I go into uh, beauty products. Guess what? They're virtually all doing the same thing. So then when you look at it going, wow, the male motility, we will not have great work by Dr. Uh, Leo Trisande. Did a great book on endocrine disrupting. Got to know him. We won't have sperm that work by 2030, 2050. So we are doing a great job at neutering ourselves. And so, where are these regulatory bodies? The crazy thing is, the surprising thing for me is, I can read an article by the FDA calling out the danger of said forever chemical or whatever. And yet, they're not regulating it. They're not changing it. And I'm, that's surprise Like, this book has been a year and a half of my life. And obviously, before that, with my dad, and like, it's been in my life for a long time. I've, I've, I'm beyond the point where I think it's just a, uh, I'm, I'm beyond the point of I'm over. I'm upset about it. I'm shocked and astonished. Still, still, when I look at going dental floss, you know that stuff that can easily slip. That you know when they made the thin stuff and it's slippery and it didn't kind of pop your gums and it slid really easy. Well, that little slide has its roots in Teflon. And that grandson of Teflon is called PFOS. So they cover that dental floss in PFOS so it would slip in between your teeth. And guess what that's directly connected to? Kidney cancer. So now they're okay with putting a forever chemical in your mouth Directly knowing in the literature and already flagged them. I'm not going to call out the major brand that does that, call them out, went after them. Is it still available? Still available. So I have tackled hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of individual fatal conveniences. All staring at very similar problems. And it's I I shake my so why do I need to do that? Why do I need to call this out? Because it's hurting people. And and the governments and the regulatory bodies, whatever the conspiracy of why they're doing that, I can't possibly under, I can make up my own stories about it. All I know is pragmatically, that's what's occurring. Exposure to to harmful chemicals are happening and it's not being changed. So therefore, I will look into it. I will hire 20 researchers. I will write a book on it. My dad suffered. I will tell people about it. It's not about not having, right? I still have a cell phone. It's off. And I also have a protective layer. I also turn off. I plug back in. I also turn off Wi-Fi routers. It's at the worst, at the least, people should turn them off at night, period. Our job is to minimize the things that are invisibly harming us. And unfortunately, there's more than people uh know. So, yeah. so, so I'm letting them know.
0: Yeah. In many, in many ways, uh Darren, it feels like you know, you're uh, the term, the term I would use is like a prophet of wellness and health, because you know, in in various traditions of of faith and spirituality, but even just life in general, people who have that kind of prophetic spirit and voice are the ones that are standing standing there. And it often seems like they're, you know, uh, to borrow a well-used phrase, like a voice in the wilderness being like, does anyone else see this? Like, and there's this, th- their soul is grieved by the yeah. state of of the world. And, you know, I get that sense from you and and I appreciate you on that level in terms of, You know, it's not just, uh, hey, this could be a good way to like sell some product, tell people not to use this and instead use my product. It's a genuine like, how are we letting this happen? And I feel like in, you know, 30 to 50 years, people will look back and go, wasn't there anyone standing up saying enough is enough? Like we shouldn't be u- using this stuff. And and I, I'm grateful, you know, for voices like yours that are, that are kind of standing there saying, hey, like let's, let's stop. We got to pay attention. We got to pay attention to this. And and you know, one of the things that maybe we're curious as we as we come to the end of our conversation, uh, in that kind of vein. Um, you know i have heard you speak before about how you've done this superfood hunting and you've gone around the world looking for these these incredible foods that can level up our life and you had mentioned uh that you had this this passion, this desire to go around and sit with and learn from, you know, uh, spiritual leaders from around the world, whether they're high profile or someone that you have to seek out that no one's ever heard of before, but are keepers of wisdom from various indigenous traditions. And it's Zach and I ha- have this joke where it's like, well, that will be, maybe that'll be like our Netflix doc is, is going around because we're both deeply Spiritual people wanting to learn more and absorb wisdom in ancient traditions, but can you speak to some maybe ancient um or spiritual practices for our modern times of these fatal conveniences like what are ways that we can you know literally and figuratively kind of unplug and reconnect to like source or God or ground of being or however spirit however we would we would maybe describe it?
2: Another great question <laughs> um, uh you know, it's like for sure. I've uh, uh, there's many people that have massively influenced me in my um, in my spiritual journey, and and at the same time, um, the thing that is cultivated the most is the is the thing that you do every day, and that is just the the silence and the space of not the motion of the next mudra or the next thing not that there's anything wrong with that because um i think those things are have the potential of stumbling you upon an awareness right um but the the silence when no one's looking but that spirit is and that the, the silent space that you create between you and the creator and, and the willingness to receive that, that circuit that is a hundred percent connected between you and the creator. I don't care who you are. You have it just like me, just like anyone listening and that, Sometimes it takes maybe a little rotor router to clear out some junk. But cultivating that safe space of however you need to do it. I mean, a great preparation for me is you do some breathing stuff and it clears my silences, my monkey mind. Or, or and also I'm, I'm doing a bunch of binaural beat stuff that just kind of like tunes my mind, calms my mind, and then All of a sudden, now I'm in this space where I'm feeling, if I could be so bold, but I'm feeling the creator. I'm feeling the feeling, the best that I can receive um, that true connection. And that true connection is you are the closest person between you and God. You are. No one should be in the middle of that that you can get instruction you can get people pointing you can get help help without a doubt you can help you know like i said you can help someone can help you excavate the junk the ideas the concepts that are not true because we're all running around with a bunch of them who are you what are you ask those questions and sit there and listen listen deeply and then you know and then for me i move right into after that space i move right into a journal you know no lights are on and i have a you know candle and i'm just like i'm just having a moment and a connection to my unique being with this unique situation and and that to me is the greatest thing that if we get people to just shut up and be quiet and just go in and listen, cause we all have it, man. We all have that. And, and, and and the willingness to trust. And this is what I would say to the, the, the accomplishments in the world. If we listen there, the rest of I'm now listening because I've opened up a space in me. Humbly, because it's in my perfect no. Am I willing? Yes. But if I keep spending time, I mean, it, it's a fucking miracle. Like, I, I had a God shot this morning. Just, I was washing my face and I was like, the skin, the, the, like, this body, like, and we're jammed in with some sort of spirit consciousness. What? The fact that I'm aware that I or something is washing its face like, like, I, what? Yes. So that, that awe. is a muscle that I try to cultivate. So when it shows up here, out here, I already feel it. And so miracles become a part of the deal. Hmm. Serendipity is, is always showing herself. And, and then when things are hard, I'm giving you back the control. Like, like, uh, cause I, listen, I stumble all the time where I have so many things I want to do. I hold tight to them. I get a vision and then I, then my, my Darren just works hard and I will grind myself and then I'll be like, Oh my God. I'm stressed. I'm like, so I'm what I'm saying here is I practice this. I am not proficient at it because I'm still here. (laughs) But I but I am practicing it and I recognize more and more of when I need to let go of the white knuckling on my life so that I can surrender again and fall back. And then the next morning I'm gonna go back to that sense and I'm going to surrender again um that's my very roundabout way of trying to answer any of those great questions
0: Dude, I love it I feel like I feel (laughs) like that's uh that's your next book man I know I know you're still in the throes of, of just getting this one out but that those practices I think uh they resonate so deeply and I feel like you know, people are looking for ways to let go of those fatal conveniences and lean into the the life and practice of depth and meaning and gratitude and being grounded. And yeah, as someone, um, yeah, as someone who could be a guide, I feel like, I don't know, let me put the bug in your ear because that was amazing. Thank yeah. you for sharing that.
2: Yeah, you're welcome, man. Yeah, Derek, I just
1: you. I just want to echo that and express my my gratitude not only for this conversation but for for the the work that you do, for the life that you live, the the ripples and the waves that um, that the messes that you share and the work that you put out to the world creates are are boundless. And you know we have this phrase that waves never die, and the waves that you are creating, my friend, are are limitless and create possibility and compassion wherever they, wherever they do, they do find themselves rippling. Um, we have a a closing question that we ask all of our, our guests. And, um, again, just so grateful for you and your time. Um, before Dean asks our closing question, I just have one super silly light question. um, You've spoken about durian before, and I've tried so many times to make a durian smoothie. Good. What do you put in your durian <laughs> smoothie? I,
2: I, I, honestly, I like durian so much. I don't want it as a smoothie. You just
1: eat it straight. Okay. Just straight. I'm gonna pick up some durian in the next few weeks, and uh, Dean will, Dean and I will crack some in your honor, and and uh, find find the love for durian.
2: <laughs> I I had some. At Christmas with uh, Doug Evans, his wife, and his new daughter, Leaf, And it was divine. <laughs> All
1: right. We'll find the divinity in curious. Yes. yes. All right. Do you want to close us out, my friend? Sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Zach and I created this podcast Um because we just wanted to have you know inspirational conversations with people that, that light us up, that uh, we're curious about, we wanna learn from. And we called it A Little More Good uh, because that's what we wanted to do in the world, that's what we wanted to see and create just in our own lives and the influence we have, whatever that might be, as well as through through the stories we get to share on the podcast. And we always love to know and, and hear from, from the guests that we're uh, having on is like, what does that phrase, that sentiment mean to you? A little more good.
2: Um, well, it means the power of of, you know, I had this great conversation yesterday with uh, uh, with the creator of Oz Harvest., um, um, and it was this spoonful like, this spoon idea. So for me, it's like, without getting into all that, it's it's the nothing. A wall is built by bricks, and a wall doesn't just show up. And I think a lot of times people even down themselves thinking they need to do this big thing when they just need to take this first brick um, and and build upon that. So, you know, the, I think one of the greatest things people can do right now is is cultivate the kindness for themselves, right? and 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 i think i think it's great to care about the world it's great to care about people it's great to care about animals it's great to care about the environment it's great to care about that stuff but i think a lot of times um when people aren't doing the in-house stuff and so much projection goes out that a little more good focused on your inner world on your life on being kind to you and then of course your relationships your friends your family your children like that i mean i'm not a parent at this point but i can't fathom the amazing love that you can pour into a little child and and watch that like see what happens <laughs> like right so those are some of the things i think about
1: amazing thank you darren so grateful for you my friend
2: thanks fellas yeah
0: well there you have it the one and only darren alian so grateful for him the stories he's shared, the wisdom he has, the invitation to live a super life that he gives us. Um, and the the really the the path that he's walking that's kind of blazing a trail in the direction of where many, many people I know will follow. So that was that was a great episode. I hope you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, what a force if you enjoyed this episode, the best way to support this podcast. Leave a review, leave a comment wherever you tune into your podcast. It makes a big, major difference in allowing us to, to spread the good word to more places. As well, please uh, support our sponsors, Athletic Greens. That is athleticgreens.com slash more good for a year's subscription of vitamin D and uh, five free travel packs uh, when you sign up for Athletic Greens. So
0: good. And the other thing, you know... Uh, Share, share this episode with a friend. Like maybe you heard something that you really liked. I know that I would say almost every podcast that I subscribe to and listen to is one that a friend has sent to me and i listen to one episode and and then i'm like oh wow they had this guest or they had this they had a topic on this and you know all of the the podcasts that i kind of listen to on the regular have been ones that people have shared so i appreciate you taking the time to to send this link to a friend and say yo i think i, I think you'll like this guy i think you'll like this episode Darren lee is awesome and um yeah, really, really appreciate you doing that, taking the time to to send it to a friend, to review, to support us in that way. Uh, means so, so much. So thank you for listening along. Thank you for your time and your attention. We know that those are our greatest
1: commodities. So we appreciate you sharing yours with us. All right. Until next week, friends. Stay good, y'all.